five with episode 72. 72 of all the horrible things. Uh, that's pretty impressive. We're on our way to 100. Really close. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been doing the thing. We're doing a thing. It's been over a year. And we would still like to build this audience, right? We still need some, some listeners, so share. Share and share alike. For sure. Uh, it's very interesting to see also, like, our stats. Like, last week seemed to be doing better on YouTube than normal. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's because it was freshly dropped on digital. I'm a little worried about today's, though, because we're talking about a couple of older older films. These are, yeah. These are a little dated, but I think these are movies that, um, one, you might want to just revisit, like I did with um, Red Eye, and then Blood Red Sky, I feel, is like gone under the radar. Completely agree. I think it's because of the pandemic that people missed the boat on this one. And of course, it's German. There is English yeah. speaking in it, though. Um, but yeah, uh, why, why are we doing this? Why are we going well, Red Eye and Blood Red Sky? We're talking travel horror because you and I are headed out of town next week. Not together. Just It just timed out that way. You know, it just lined up. It's a good time to go out, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Get out yeah. of town. Uh, if you're willing to share, where are you going? We're going to Hawaii. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We're going to the island of Kauai, which is where they filmed Jurassic Park, which I know you're a big, big fan of. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yes. I thought you were going to Maui, clean shit up, and here you are just fanboying it up with the dinosaur yeah. sceneries. No, I did, we didn't think it'd be appropriate to go to Maui. <laughs> yeah, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No laughing matter either. No uh, laughing but matter. But I'm super but... jealous. Yeah. We're just hitting the uh, we're hitting the old Colorado mountains, and um, upcoming will be a Shining cast because we're going to the Shining Hotel, which is very That's exciting. Amazing. The Shining is a movie that I've wanted Nora to watch forever. She's never watched <laughs> it, so this is going to be really well timed out as well. She's think, never um, seen the Shining. She's finally going to have to watch this. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's yeah, exciting. I'm in the middle of uh, watching for the first time the miniseries of it. Um, which all the teleplays were done by Stephen King, and famously, we'll get more into it when we do the Shining cast, Stephen King didn't like Kubrick's version, and this right. one, directed by Mick Garris, so yep. people know him in the, in the industry, uh, horror, horror Zone. Um, it's better than I thought it would be so far, you know? Yeah, it was a, um, I remember watching it when it came out. I think it was like a, just a, a TV miniseries, so they were limited with what they could do. But stars Stephen Weber, whom I'm, I'm a big fan of, yeah, uh, I like him. I just think that's the tallest task in the world to oh take in a role that was so iconically done by one and only Mr. Nicholson. Yeah. Um, but let's not talk that. Let's talk this travel horror. I got my seat pillow affixed for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your flotation device easy. is under the seat, or your seat will be used as a flotation device, depending on your uh, Let's first talk Red Eye. What do you think? Yeah, this was a movie that... Man, I thought I remembered better, but I, you know, I felt like I was watching it for the first time. I really, there was a couple scenes that that I recalled, but it really did feel like a first time viewing for me. I mean, the cast is really fun, Killian Murphy, and um, 
how about Brian Cox with that hair? Oh dude? my goodness. Now that is a die job if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah. Here's a question for you. You're saying it felt like the first time for you. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I, I you know I think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't I don't I don't think it was a bad thing. It was more of just you know I watched this a long time ago and it just didn't stick with me not in a bad way just because there are a lot of movies out there about what we're talking about here you know whether it's um, snakes mm. on a plane or yeah. terrorists or hijackers there's a lot of of um, I mean I just last month finished up a new Apple um, TV series called Hijack with Idris yes. Elba. And I liked it a lot. I did too. I did too. And I think it's just a, a genre that is, you know, well populated. And I think, you know, we've had a lot come out recently. So to me, I think it just got sort of left behind. Yeah. In my memories. Um, I saw it in the theater. I I remember having mixed feelings about it because I'm such a Wes Craven fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is fresh off of his crazy success with Scream 3 came out five years prior. And then he had this kind of like little interim there. He's got uh, just a, a little video that he directed in 2002 called Tales That'll Tear Your Heart Out. But then the same year that Red Eye was directed and released by him, also Cursed Was, which is a vampire film, I believe, starring Christina Ricci. Yeah. And I put it in the same category as they're kind of uh, forgettable. Um, yeah. And I completely agree with you. There is stuff worth big upping, I guess. Uh, but first of all, let's talk about the length of it. Because it's barely a movie. Yeah. Which is really interesting because while I was watching this movie, I was thinking, how long is this flight? I mean, they made it seem like this flight was even longer, but the movie flies by. Yeah, oh, very nice. I see what you did there. <laughs> it's all, So it's an hour and 15 minutes yeah. with the credits, including the credits. So um, I bet you so a lot was cut out, too, weirdly. I bet it was boring. Well, I guess supposedly they initially had a $44 million budget, and then oh it was God. sliced down to $25 million, so that's a big cut. Um, but I feel like there was opportunity. I feel like I wanted a half an hour more of tension yeah. on uh, the flight, maybe even 15 more on the flight, and then 15 after they get off the flight, because personally for me, the best part of the film is what Wes Craven does so well, and it takes place at the house where there's the cat and mouse between right. uh, Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams. Uh, th that's the most exciting part, what goes down, I feel like, and after the flight. Right. I was going to say, this is supposed to be a movie that takes place on an airplane, and you just described the best scene, which isn't on an airplane. And I agree with you. I think there should have been more opportunities. Um, maybe they should have picked a longer flight. Maybe it should have been more you know, tense and, and not just such a... Um, a commute, really, instead mm -hmm. of a, a long flight. And, yeah. I, yeah, I think there could have been, like, more characters. That's what I'm saying. You actually had some really great character actors in there, and they kind of set it up at the beginning, like, okay, we're going to get to see all these kind of, like, disparate, unique archetypals uh, interact and, and kind of thwart what Killian Murphy's trying to do. 
Um, but it's done so minutely. Like, mm-hmm. take, for example, this amazing old lady in it um, yeah. who adores the book that she's reading by Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil, which I, I found a little off character for her to yeah. be reading the Dr. Phil. Uh, but that, that that being said, she is in hospitality, so maybe play, placating as they play up so much at the beginning. Um, I just felt like there was the opportunity with the smug doctor to have more of more of him. Mm-hmm. You get you get this like ridiculously buxom buxom blonde who's yeah. hitting on Killian Murphy. <laughs> uh, there's no payoffs with these characters that could have been really fun. Even like with the the little girl who's traveling alone, they spend so much time on that at the yeah. beginning. There's and not, then not a all big she really payoff. does. No, all she does is pretty much trip Killian Murphy as she's trying to run. He he falls so much, so many. So there were so yeah. many trips in this. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, he's falling left and right, and that kind of bothered me. Um, also, here I got a question for you. I appreciate that Wes Craven was trying to set it up as a rom-com that then turns into thriller, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the point of Killian beyond uh, structural genre flippery? Uh, Killian Murphy flirting with her and, and really setting the groundwork and, and greasing her wheels at the beginning and have stalked her for so long. He knows that she drinks Sea Breeze, not Bay mm-hmm. Breezes. A little annoyed. Which, what? What's the point of that? The the flirtation, like it's she's not going to feel comfortable with him once she knows that he's blackmailing her, willing to kill yeah. her father. Right. I think- I think you know. I think you're right, and I think the only way that would have paid off is if he was able to then talk someone out of their seat to switch to put himself. Because yes. if he's already if he's already seated next to her, he didn't have to do all that groundwork. That would have made sense. That would have been that would have given his character more like charm, uh, charm, and just ability. You know what I mean? In yeah, he'd be scarier. Have you heard about the casting business that went on with Red Eye initially? No, no. So Killian Murphy wanted this role so much um, that two days before his wedding, he flew out from the UK to Hollywood to have lunch with um, Craven. And he got the part just apparently because of his beautiful eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, this is this is. Fairly recent after uh, 28, 28 Days Later, which I yeah. feel like is his ultimate. And I guess people mm-hmm. would argue Oppenheimer now, but still 28 Days Later is my movie Same. for him. But uh, do you find him villain? Right. I wanted to talk about this a lot, too, because I think he is a fantastic actor. I think he can play super creepy, but I don't mm-hmm. think he played... The villain uh, enough. Like I think this movie would have been much different if you had someone a little bit more brooding or maybe physically larger or I don't know. Like you know who would have been really great in this part was Timothy Oliphant. Like just because. Oh yeah. He had worked with Wes Craven. I think he he could have been charming like Killian. But I I agree with you. I don't think he is like the perfect villain for this. I don't I buy that he was... works. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say I don't think I don't buy that he's like this. What is he like a gun for hire type of a thing? Like who who is he? We don't know that he. I mean, he works for this this organization. Was, were they Russians? Were they foreign? Did I miss that? 
Uh, they do speak Russians, the right. bad guys. That's established. But he sh- certainly isn't Russian himself. Um, well, here's the thing. You're absolutely right, and that's why I'm surprised you know, I'm getting the role. First of all, I-, I guess it's a dated haircut, but that haircut makes him soft. Right? Yeah. I didn't like the haircut. It's just so flat. It feels like he's got a low-flow faucet sort of situation <laughs> happening. Agreed. Um, Agreed. But the fact that he did flirt with her at the beginning also made him soft to me, mm-hmm. and it seemed pointless. I didn't really, like, buy his character in, in that way. But here's what it was initially supposed to be cast as. This was written for Sean Penn and Robin Wright Penn. Oh. Better That would have been good. I think it would have been good, too, because they have that natural chemistry at that time because they were together. I think they could have pushed the limits in a way that you might be a little safe when, you know, you got two actors that are just acting. Right. And I think Sean Penn can play villains. Scary. Like, scary villainous. Like, you're making me uncomfortable. Even when he's a good guy, he makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Killian Murphy is just kind of creepy. And, yeah, I don't know. I agree. Who the other guys that were up for the role who auditioned? Adrian Brody. What do you think? Nope. How would that have been? No, that wouldn't have worked. No, he I know like Adrian like Brody so a lot. Lurching over the girl, but it <laughs> might have made the... a little more sense when like they're they're talking about this horrible stuff and nobody hears this, nobody notices when right. he headbutts her. Oh God, uh, I, I know that that scene bothers me as well. That was kind of silly. And then the last one, which I would have loved to see, would have been so fun to see John Favreau, who was up for the role. (laughs) That would have been interesting. That would have. I would love to have seen that, honestly. I think he could have pulled it off. Yeah, this may have been... I'm just trying to picture what stage John Favreau... Because, you know, he's fluctuated his appearance. The guy has been skinny... He's been yeah. big. He's been in between. He's been muscular, like in, in I've seen him in a, a rom com where he he's like jacked. No, yeah, or in, in Friends, that football movie, right? the Isn't replacements. He in right, 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 right. I think that would have worked. Um, that being said, I mean you do have two great actors, and I think they do as much as they can with what they're given. Um, I guess it's just the cheesy assassination plot that really is. I don't give a sh- I don't give a crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have any resonance. It, the thrill, I guess, isn't there, and we don't know her enough up to the point that she's being threatened. Other than one conversation with uh, the front desk receptionist, Jama Mays. I guess that was the first time she was ever in anything too. Oh. So that's interesting. She was fun. And then her she was fun in that role. Short little discussion with her dad on the phone before she goes, just establishing yeah. that she was at grandma's funeral and that right. the parents are divorced. You don't know her enough to really give a crap other than Rachel McAdams. I care because of that, I guess. Um, Yeah. uh, What did you like? What really works for you? I liked... I mean, there are some scenes on the flight that, that do work, you know? I mean... I, I, I agree. I struggle with the the assassination plot like it only became interesting when you find out that they're gonna wipe out the guy's entire family and not yes, just that's true <laughs> i was like wait a minute they yeah. don't got a sniper it's a, it's a freaking bazooka 
Yeah, well, I wasn't expecting that either, that they fished out no. a bazooka from the ocean. That was cool. The way that mm-hmm. they hid the weapon, that was cool. I haven't yeah. seen anything like yeah. that before. That made sense. That was good. There, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I wish there would have mm-hmm. been more of a transition to creepy because once Killian is seated, he kind of like yeah. goes it's from on. the charming guy to this is about you. And it just didn't, it just didn't work. For me, but I'm trying to find the things that I. I mean, because I, uh-huh. I do think it's a fun thrill ride. Still, right. if you can get past I, I, the fact that some of these things aren't as emotionally, the stakes aren't as high. Exactly, you know? it's not fleshed out enough to be a good film. That being said, the time that it was released, it was praised. It got really decent yeah. reviews. You know what I mean? Three and a half out of four stars uh, on a lot of these sites. Like Audrey Ebert loved it. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone loved it. So, I mean, it was doing something right. I think a lot of people called it like an economical, effective thriller. Huh. Um, hmm. But uh, we did lose connection there, apparently, but hopefully we're, we're back in business. Um, so. It was also fun looking at the early tech, like the, these phones. Do you remember the phones oh, yeah. on the back of the phones plane like that? Phones on the plane, yeah. I've never... That was kind of fun. Never used one. <laughs> Never, never either. And it the was idea, just it was terrifying because too. it was like the credit card slot was attached to it. And you're like, nope, <laughs> yes. not using that. And her Nokia. And then I will say the whole house scene, as we noted at the end, was it felt like we were in Craven's comfortable territory. Yeah, and yeah. it was fun seeing the slipping aside and then the final girl, you know, taking him down. Yeah. It basically uh, turned was, to scream at the end there. It did, and that's he, what he does best. He was chasing and, her around with a knife. There was one thing I didn't get, though. She locks herself in the bathroom or a room, and he's using the knife to, like, I, pry it. What was he doing there? So I think he was trying to, like, as if you were to, like, take a credit card and try to, like, move the uh-huh. I think he breaks the knife, though. I think he breaks it off there. Mm-hmm. And then a f- few moments later, it's, it's fully <laughs> knifed again. That's not great. No. So those little things like that that I'm like, well, not Scream. Uh, It's not Scream. I missed one dude that was up for the role as well who would have been the worst. Okay. Zach Braff. Oh, boy. (laughs) He was up for it. He was hot then, that old Braff. He wasn't doing T-Mobile commercials at that point. I think the audience would have had a really tough time with that one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Let, that wouldn't work. Let's agree that Killian Murphy is a way better choice than Zach Braff in this role. Absolutely. <laughs> if you'd give him him more of a, a tight haircut and put some freaking uh, chapstick on the man, because his <laughs> lips were so bloody and chapped, it was gross to look at. Honestly, yeah. Was that a character and actor's uh, choice there? I, yeah, maybe it was. Craven's all like, "It looks natural. Let's let's keep it." Yeah, flights can but, be dry. Flights can be dry. Here is why I think it did get good reviews at the time and why it might have been scarier back in 2005. Okay. And that's because it's fresh off the heels, not fresh off the heels, but only a few years off the heels of 9-11. And of course, they're trying to assassinate the head of Homeland Security. So, I mean, that was, this is clearly all like a cathartic, um, thriller release of what, what happened then. And I think if I still had that so fresh in my, memory it would have had more of an impact that being said i didn't see it in the theater and i don't remember really working for me um but i could see how it, it could have for others and in that yeah. sense it'd be scary but i i would arm almost argue this is barely 
horror. I mean, certainly Craven's name's Thriller. on it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Let's talk about a real horror. Let's in talk the sky. about a movie that if you haven't seen it on Netflix, you need Ooh. to because it's just really fun concept. It's got really fun character relationships between the mother and the son. It does a pretty good job of mixing up like it's not just linear. It starts off, right. you know, with the um yes. the plane landed. So you, I like that. I like that we don't have to worry about oh, they're going to try to crash this plane. Like we see that it's it's um there's a guy in the booth in Scotland telling somebody who's not the pilot that it's landing. So there's little things like that that, did a, that were really effective. I think that this may have been Germany's response to perhaps train to Busan. You know, you see trains uh, with, with zombies and trains are like, well, we want to do something. Let's do vampires in a plane. <laughs> so, yeah, I, see that. Especially with uh, the relationship. It's a, a mother and son as opposed to the father and daughter, they just flipped it. And uh, I think it it's a really well-produced, well-directed movie. It's the most successful German film ever on Netflix. Wow. There are 50 million viewers that first week. Supposedly it did so well, there's going to be a sequel. I can Here's see that. why I knew I really loved this film, and it, it would probably make my top vampire films. Hmm. Because... And it was the first time in a long time, and this is straight, it's a full two hours. It's a full yeah. two hour film. We turned it on and watched it through. No bathroom breaks, no getting up for a snack, no getting yeah. up for a refill. We just watched it through because it was that gripping, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, you're absolutely right about the, the structure keeping things interesting. Certainly you have the kind of the flash forward. You see the plane had landed and then you have the red herring with the um, Middle Eastern character right. in the cockpit. Granted, right. he's lost a hand. You kind of yeah. get the sense that he's not the bad guy. Which um, they had him handcuffed at the end, which doesn't make sense. What? <laughs> that was a huge error. That's just like an insult. Yeah, that was kind of silly. <laughs> the, the very end, I got issues, so we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, even even just seeing how she became a vampire, and I actually believed the relationship mm -hmm. with her husband, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was a very tender uh, snapshot of the family that they were going to have, I feel right. like, just them kind of like singing the song together in the car. For some reason, I think that could have not worked on so many occasions, and it worked for me in this one. It does work. Um, it, it does it, it, it does work because it's also that's being told in a flashback so you're not stuck on the plane sometimes that can be you know you know slow slowing the pace down and yeah static. the thing that's really interesting about it though is that you learn that, that we already know how old the son is <laughs> and now we know that when this happened <laughs> it was a baby she had a baby yeah. so she's been living with this like trying to find a solution and that's where I have one question and it's my only question about the movie when they're at the airport this mother this our main character is talking to yeah. a doctor in America and they yeah. make it seem like they've got the solution for her what? do they know she's a vampire that's they would a have good to. question um, yeah, because you have this whole uh, expo scene between Elias, the kid, and um, uh, the guy who they're going to... Is it... What's his name? 
I was gonna. S- yeah, I don't up really quick. want to Omar? guess. Omar, not Omar. Let me check it. Check I thought it, it was sure. Fareed. I... It is. Is it? Yes, it is Fareed. Played okay. like Kais Seti, um, who I really liked, and he doesn't he even have great. a picture here on IMDb. But uh, the kid is is really kind of like precocious, I guess you could say. Yeah. And he first starts, he's like bouncing the basketball right in the guy's face, which I found. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of annoying. Like, <laughs> totally he's got annoying. A, and he's, like, he's got a pretty good outlook on life considering. <laughs> right? And then he's, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, my mom's a vampire, but. We're going to America because my mom's a vampire. What time it is in America. Good morning. It's yeah. morning in America. Yeah. Let's use my basketball as a globe. And this is. But now we know from that moment how nice of a guy Fareed is because a lot of people yes. would have been like, get the f- get away from me. I don't like you're yeah. a very annoying no, child. He, but he's he a very was. patient, man. He was, he was a great, I guess. Would you consider that a lead role? I guess it is. It's pretty lead. I would say he's part of like male part lead. of the ensemble. Yes. Um, they do try like there was a couple other guys in it that kind of become the lead for a second, but then they get eaten really quick. Yes. Um, yes. But as a whole, I just felt like this moved so seamlessly. There mm-hmm. was very few parts where I was kind of like questioning the decisions with the barring of the uh, <laughs> handcuffing a handless man. <laughs> um, and you mentioned Hijack, and I liked that it seemed to be uh, hijack ripped off the reason that they were going to crash the plane was for the stock stuff, you right, know, for the right. stock market to crash because Which, it was hot at the time. With the it's woman a good on motive, the, yeah, but with the woman on the flight who mentions that was referencing <laughs> what seemed like what <laughs> may have been a, a real story. Um, right. I don't want to just because she says, you know, from a few, you know they did this in a few yes. years ago to crash the stock yeah, market, and then, I, mean, I kind of yeah. feel like that was plucked from reality. I don't know. But it's a really good reason, either, not just, yeah. and they make it seem like those <laughs> bastards. They make somebody who is Muslim read it, and they try to like. Yes, they set up the two um, Middle Eastern guys to uh, who both have experience flying, and we're both going to this convention. Um, yeah, they were set I'm going to go to. Too. <laughs> that was really well written, well thought out. Something I hadn't seen before. I definitely appreciated that i mean that that red herring aspect was was very cool uh, but getting back to her vampirism mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if the doctor does because the kids all mentioning uh she's they're gonna swap out her marrow or something yeah so maybe um, like, almost because... like give her a blood transfusion and replace her bone like a bone marrow transplant which i mean it's I, that's a whole nother level have this injector right she is injecting herself to suppress it she didn't come up with that right there ha- she has to have no, she no 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 she pulls that from the main vampire oh did she got it so when she okay, visits so the main vampire it. and then destroys him and he's basically saying you have it in you and you can't control it he is saying right. i have had right. this for a long time i have learned to control it whether it's this thing we created and she took i mean took all of what he had because it's been years oh. the boy's got to be what 6 7 8 i don't know but yeah Let's say She's eight. been living with this and suppressing it so much so that she, I mean, I'd like to believe that she had her hair for a long time and it maybe slowly started falling maybe. out. The more I'm thinking about it, the bone marrow makes so much sense because it yeah. vampirism isn't just this in your blood. It 
changes you. It changes yeah. your teeth. Your, right. your skull at the end of it is changed. It was a really good detail that I hadn't thought of before. Super effective look on the vampire. Kind of like uh, brought me back to what the spawn of the Demeter vampire would have made. It was a Nosferatu kind right. of look. Right. What really I enjoyed was that she would rip out her own fangs. Yes. And there's this really quick shot of how the fangs are coming in oh, over right, her like, human teeth. Right, from like the a human bone. Teeth are still there. They're not falling out. It's coming on over it mm -hmm. like a shark, you know, like right. a second ring of teeth, which I'd never seen that before. That's cool. It was very cool. Seeing the stuff where the human teeth fall out and the vampire teeth come in, but never the extra layer, uh, which I love. That no, they did a awesome. great job with uh, practical effects. The the violence in this movie and it's it's well done and gory. And what what you just said about Demeter, this would have been a really good companion piece. Like if you were watching a double feature to the voyage of the last the last voyage of the Demeter <laughs> and Blood Red Sky. Yeah, you can do like a like planes, trains, and automobiles one. with vampire movies. Old timey one. You mentioned Busan. Uh, I feel like this takes itself more seriously than Busan, though, right? No, I think it's been a while on Busan, but isn't there a little campness to it? Or am I crazy? I, I don't know. There is. Okay. All there right. Is. All right. I'm gonna have to revisit it then, um, because part of what I loved about this is it really doesn't goof around. I feel mm -hmm. like, and it easily could have, because for me, the highlight of the film uh, was this male stewardess. Yep. Played by Alexander Shear as Eight Ball. Yeah, yeah. This dude could play Joker. His psychoness is uh, on par with the best psychos you could you could see on screen. I was just mesmerized by how scary this guy got. Yeah, yeah. He he was. It's funny because they had uh, cast Dominic Purcell, which must have just been like adding a name to it. You know, he's from Prison Break. He's the American, the one American in this movie. And okay. he's more of like, you know, he's the big bald guy. He's the big tough guy. And it was clearly like we were bringing him in for a day of shooting. And he was supposed to be like the big bad. And then this other, the, the, the flight attendant, he turns out to be the crazy eight ball. should have been like a wild card because he was unhinged. He had no oh problem gosh. killing people before he was even trying to turn himself into a vampire. Sadistically. That's yeah. why when he does turn into the vampire, he's like the uber super scary. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, I want to like seek out other stuff he's done mm -hmm. because I was so impressed. And like I said, he's the sort of character that could have ruined the film if it was mishandled oh, yeah. by an actor, you know, trying to do what this guy did, but he did it so well. Completely uh, agree. You're absolutely right. He didn't need to stab the one guy in the eye and then <laughs> then stab him 20 and times after that. And shoot our main character, a mother with a child, just because he's like, well, <laughs> she didn't listen to our rules. She got up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One thing that bothered me, I guess, if I'm going to get nitpicky, is when they start to change course, that's something that's like a super red flag and they can tell down below yeah you know? we see that seem to be in the show sort of... hijack we see that if you right. break a course every city you fly huh. over is, is aware you know that's what air traffic controllers do they monitor that and these planes are basically giant computers and they set on a course and they they just they just do a lot of the work mm -hmm. not to take anything away from a pilot but right. it's doing a lot of the work <laughs> 
And you're right. If it was, there should have been military planes, especially over all this NATO um, countries, all these NATO countries. Struggled with that. Um, I did also struggle when they killed the third air marshal. The yeah. guy, they find out the seat, and that's when he does stab the guy. And then this, the one of the henchmen goes, finds her, puts a pillow on her face, jiggles it a little bit, and apparently she's dead. <laughs> she died so easily. That yeah. bothered me. Yeah. Um, another nitpicky is when there's the big showdown between 8-Ball and our lead vampire lady. Yes. Uh, and he's in the car, trapped in the car, and mm-hmm. then she puts the gasoline in there and sets him on fire. How is the car not going to explode? Yeah, and destroy the whole plane once you set a car on fire. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was. I mean, it was a fun but image because that's basically the only way you really could, aside from like the flashlight, which I thought was cool that they brought that into the um, the UV yeah. rays. But you're right. I think the the car. I think they just did it to try to like deform him and maybe think he's dead. Yeah, yeah. make him. That much scarier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that was funny, and this is when it really pointed to it being a German film, was um, he was kind of, I guess you could say, second in command. This character, Carl, who was really the one constantly calling the stewardess, you're a freaking psycho. Yeah. Especially like the moment when he's going to take the little girl is threatened to open the, the cockpit. Um, did you see what he was wearing at the end when they're ready to do the drop? He's wearing like this, like BDSM sort of like leather top, <laughs> yes. where you see his shoulders. <laughs> was, yeah, I couldn't take him seriously. That's like out of a, a Blade movie, you know? That's like yes. Blade Two. He was he was showing some scant. Yeah, and uh, that really uh, kind of threw me off. Yeah, um, very European. <laughs> Carl. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I think people. I kept seeing the ad for this one or just, you know, the, the iconography yeah, the on poster. Netflix yeah. and I was like, I gotta watch this. This looks good. Mm-hmm. Just just with the mom holding her kid and the name itself I think is strong. It was supposed to be something else. I think the original title was like the flight name, you know what I mean? Sure. Which would have sucked. But this is a great title. This is a great it, title. It, it's a great concept. It um, was the second time I watched it great. and it was still as fun as the first. I would say this is like you know, a very rewatchable vampire movie. And I, maybe I'm biased. I, I love the genre, but completely I agree. Yeah. Was totally thinking about sequels, you know, when I'm watching this, like what could they do? <laughs> they could focus on the other family that which she comes across that turns her, but you really want to kind of put it back into the sky, right? You kind of have to, if it's blood red sky. Oof. So it I'm was. I'm not sure. It had me thinking. Yeah. It had me thinking. But, I'm not sure um, what you do with the sequel because is she dead? I mean, it's presumed yeah, she's dead, I, but she is I a would, vampire. So I it's would hard suggest to kill she is because there are so many moments in this movie where, like, they already use that up on us. Is she dead? She comes back. The son ultimately yeah. makes the decision, and I think that's what actually. <laughs> she's so far gone. She's full vampire now she's been suppressing it for all these years he knows the boy's been living with this and he has to make the decision and pulls the phone out of his teddy bear does the child who makes the decision and then yeah just okay here's what i'm thinking as i wanted to mention you mentioned the stupid handcuffs but they're 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 hauling off farid at the end like he is a terrorist still not knowing what's going on 
And then the plane explodes in the in the kids there. And Freed's like, this kid, he's with me. And they're like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. they, they let him off the freaking truck to go run and hug the kid. Yeah. Uh, when he, they just thought he was a terrorist. I don't know like, I... what went through their head. Oh, okay. If the plane exploded, then it, it didn't make any sense that they would yeah. suddenly just let him. Yeah, out of the handcuffs I understand. That I think it's it's just all a matter of perspective, and I think it's like at some point they need to. I think it's because the boy runs to him. I think maybe I'm being a little bit. Uh, You're being generous. Generous here. Um, that being said, I feel like that is if you want to have a sequel that ties to the first one, that's your route. Fareed is infected. They didn't oh, cut yeah. off the hand in time. He got his hand. Bree's yeah. infected, and he's watching this kid again. And Kids, this kid has you know, to now take care older. of him like he did with his mom. Yes. That's your only option, I feel like, to yeah. connect. I think it would be really smart if they do a sequel to pick up ex- immediately after this one. That would be cool. Because but with the kid, because that, you that have becomes to, hard. You're, you're, now in, you're now in a foreign country still. This wasn't your destination. You're in Scotland, and yeah. you have to leave, right? So... The only um, hurdle to that is the kid's going to be five years older when they make yeah. it. You know? I'll have to recast. That's, our, have to that's, recast that's the problem. Well, but, um, uh, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Loved it. You got to see this one. Yeah. Very, very fun vampire movie. And the thing I really liked about it was that, you know, a lot of times when your main Thank character. You. So we're rooting for a vampire, which is but, not always the case. True. And. When you are rooting for this vampire, it's usually because they're like, they've got it together, like a Dracula type. When this mother mm-hmm. is actively hunting, she's stumbling into stuff. It's almost kind of like zombie-esque, you know? It's like she is turning into a wild animal and not like the romantic Hollywood <laughs> vampire. But like a lot of Brad Falls, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like going after them. She's like bumping into the seats. And it's like, you know what? I'm glad that she's not like this ultimate predator. Otherwise, this would have been a lot easier for her to just take everybody out. Yeah, she was she was able to Flawed. take some blows. Uh, that's so funny. Like, now with the baldness, all I can imagine, she's like Curly from the Three Stooges' <laughs> sister as a vampire. You know? <laughs> just bumping into stuff, and they're just tricking her. <laughs> um, uh, having said yeah. that, yeah, I think it's I think it's an excellent movie good ending too the way that they do deal with eight ball and um turning of the plane to yeah. face the sun cool i, I dug that yeah. i dug it because they hadn't really brought the sun into it and they were flying all night it was a perfect opportunity i feel like it was a really well-written vampire film yeah and because you're on uh, an airplane you can easily close those so i mean it was like any other vehicle would not have been able to work as well too true too true Check it well, out. Well, let's people. hope uh, we don't deal with vampires or uh, Killian Murphy on our flights. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be thinking about it though. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. How about you? That's it. Um, so obviously we're we're out, so we won't have a, an episode <laughs> next week. Um, just uh, yeah, early October we'll be back. It sounds like we'll be back just in time for the Halloween season, and we can start counting down the days and reviewing everything and giving recommendations. It's the best time of the year. Damn skipping! And until then, stay alive.